Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, I felt like doing that. Uh, we're here, it's Sunday, and we're back uh, for another day after show. Um, talking about Spokane, Washington last night. Neil's here. Hi, how are you, Neil? I'm doing great. A little under the weather, but stoked to talk about this show. You're looking good, and glad you're still wearing a hoodie. Um, and, you know, for, for those of you keeping track uh, of Neil's wardrobe, this is, I think, what, the third or fourth pod in a row where you're wearing a hat? That's true. I've been wearing the hat a lot. I like this hat. It's, it's a nice a, hat. It's a good hat. It's a, it's a very it's good a great blue hat, you know? <laughs> Dick's Four podcast. Yeah, it's Neil's fault we're late, just, just in case anyone was wondering. Um, but anyway, we've got a great guest. Uh, you know, been on the pod a couple of times. We'll bring him on here uh, without any further ado. We've got our good friend Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Hey, Garrett. Fantastic. Thanks for being here today. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, Neil, I, I too have a hat because uh, yes, yeah. wear hats. So, well, I was gonna. Well, sure. You're you're a big hat guy, you know. It's like a it's like a thing. It's like oh, there's yeah. Garrett and his hat. It, it would be it would be notable if you weren't wearing a hat. Well, it has to get listed on the uh, on the on, on the show notes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Neil with like yeah with Neil on hat is going in the <laughs> going in the show <laughs> notes today. Yes. Anyway, uh, you were in Spokane, Washington last night. Goose's first time playing in uh, that city and, uh, you know, pretty close to hometown for you now. Actually, I don't know how far that is from Seattle. About, how far is it? It's about four hours. Okay. Uh, it's drivable, but it's probably still an overnight. Can't right. do it before there and back. So, yeah, it's uh, it wasn't too bad. Lots of flat land with, with nothing around. Uh and then you finally get to uh, to nice mountains and, and trees and, and some cool scenery. So, yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Well, um, I mean, the weather certainly looked nicer than it was in Montana the other night. Yeah, it was it was like chilly, but not like it wasn't freezing. Um, it, 
wasn't as wet as it was in uh, in Montana, though there was like some dark clouds, uh, threat of rain, and and it did wind up raining overnight, but it held off for the show, which was nice. Um, awesome. So yeah, great weather. Well, well, we'll talk about you know the venue once we get a little bit further into the show, um, and you know specific characteristics about it. But take take us through uh, the entry process, where you end up, where you ended up. What was the vibe like pre-show? Yeah, um, I walked over um, probably about an hour before doors. Um, there really wasn't a lot of people there. Security was saying that um, there was not that many tickets sold, about a third of the the tickets sold for the venue. Mm -hmm. So the lines were pretty light. Um, ran into some other uh, BGT people there, uh, like Anna Garrett and, and Allie Dees. Well, I don't know if she's... Uh, BGM. Uh, yeah. <laughs> BGM. Or or maybe SGM. I don't know if you can call or that. In Insta? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I ran into to some people. Uh, then, like, Shawnee Mac and Soups came over. And it was just uh, really nice to, to see people. Um, mm. and, and the lines were very short, moved very quickly. Um, and it's the venue stayed pretty empty for, for most of the uh, – the pre-show um, and then started filling in closer to when they went on and a bit more after, after they went on. Awesome. Well, good, good to hear that. Uh, where, where did you post up for the show? Um, I posted up right in front of uh, right. Well, right to the right of the soundboard and, and the light booth. Your usual uh, spot. My, my usual spot. There was some tiered seating where there was like a little concrete ledge with some grass behind it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, got um, got a nice spot on the, the lawn area and, and was able to kind of just get a little elevation and see over the, the tall people in the crowd huh. and, uh, and get some pics. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds like sounds like it was a great spot uh, to see a show. Um, let's let's dive in here a little bit. Uh, we have Neil's favorite. Shout out to Neil. Switching opener. Uh, Butterflies. Jive one. Jive Lee. Um, pretty. uh Pretty great start to the first set here. Uh, and, you know, I mean, can't go wrong with the switch and opener. But how did you feel about these first four songs? Yeah, um, sw switching uh, wasn't the first time I, I had heard it as an opener, but it it's always really great. Um, Peter Peter gets his nice turn on, on organ before Rick gets to, to rip it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a really nice opener and sets a good tone for, for the show. Um, then, then butterflies, pretty standard butterflies. The outro is always, always awesome though. Um, and the the Getty's uh, Getty had a smaller rig and and still was able to work some magic there. A smaller rig, but also a larger rig. At the same yes. time. Right. So interesting. So so the stage itself was a little bit smaller. So yeah, I noticed no no full diamond uh, there last night. But I mean, he had the whole like you know, circus tent sized pavilion thing, uh, lit up, which was so, so cool. That must've yeah. been amazing in person. Yeah. Um, he did, he didn't know, I guess, um, before the show, if he was going to have access to it. And I guess they gave him access. It was just this little silver box, um, learned how to use it right before the show and then was able nice. to turn, turn it on, uh, Love during, it. during key songs. Yeah. Love it, it. it first started going off during jive one. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, yeah, you got to wait for it to get fully dark. Well, let, let's stick with these first two songs. Neil, you got any thoughts on Switching and Butterflies to kick off the show? Well, of course, you know, 
the Switch. greatest opener in the entire catalog. So you get that, right? Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's that's all I have to say about the first two. <laughs> I, I was know. thinking, all I could think of during Butterflies was you on the rail in Boston during Butterflies uh, and, you know, just like how happy you were during that song. I mean, I, I love that song. I yeah. absolutely love that song. Like Garrett said, just the, the whole back half of Butterflies is amazing. Again, mm. I say this every time, someday... They will stretch that out for 20 minutes and it'll be awesome. It'll be like a My Bloody Valentine show. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be <laughs> sick. Awesome. Um, and uh, Peter also had a little Rick moment uh, in the middle of the song. Uh, very rare that Peter forgets the lyrics, um, but it did happen here. Uh, laughed it off. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, you know, just echoing what you guys say, I want to just keep emphasizing, you know, I love, you know, since last year, that, that, that faithful version of Switching at Dylan, um, where Peter decided to take the organ solo. Switching is now an organ song. And I love, you know, it offers a great counterpoint um, to, to Rick's guitar, you know, Peter being on the keys there. Uh, I, I feel like it fits the vibe of that song a little bit better than two guitars, uh, quite honestly. I don't know if you guys feel that way. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's just nice to have the, the juxtaposition of, of two different instruments there. 100%. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and then, pretty classic versions with two guitars, right? You know. Well, there are. I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah. Uh, Bingo tour is a an especially hot switching uh, yeah. out of the out of the mini mall. Um, next up, we've got uh, Jive One and Jive Lee, the uh, second and third best jives uh, being played here. Just 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 so everyone's clear. Uh, but Garrett, your thoughts on this what? classic Wait, one on. Lee pair? One, that's, one that's and three. It's okay. Um, what we know what the best jive is i mean which is fine yeah we're just throwing um, out controversial statements like in the middle of a this, sentence and then is this controversial? Like, segueing into the next topic but garrett well, go ahead it's, it's all good well they played the best jive jive one um when when the jam uh started uh it did get a little bit quiet and and, and rick was was soloing over this little quiet section and then it just it swelled and, and built up um i I'll, it kind of sucked but this morning i i was got so lost in in the jive one and, and the build uh i went a little too fast got a little speeding ticket so thank you jive one unintended consequences of this trip uh and then it went into a jive lee which started a little bit different um i feel like jeff really laid the the groundwork for this jive lee um, he had some some really nice percussive background, and, and then it was it was very chill, um, and then it built into this groove that sounded very princey with with Peter on the synths. Um, I guess it was like a synth combo with the like the, um, with like the whirly patch on the Nord, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a very different jive lee than than others that I've heard, mm -hmm. um, and but yeah, really really solid jive one lee uh, combo there. Yeah, I, I, I thank you for uh, reminding me about that, like a typical quieter section in the Jive One solo, because that was really cool. Um, and, you know, it's again, finding new ways to keep these songs fresh that they're playing a lot that are, you know, don't really deviate uh, from the norm. Um, and I'm sorry that I, I didn't realize that my opinion that Jive Two is the best Jive was uh, super controversial. I thought that was like. You know, Jive Lee is the best Jive. Let's, let's is be it though? Yes. You don't like 15 minutes of jam every time? No, I, I mean, I, I do. But I mean, in terms of a song. Indisputably, Jive Lee is the best jive. All right. Um, 
so yeah i don't know i don't know why people got to do that like it, it, yeah i don't know drive, one's <laughs> good. drive two is good not one is not in, vastly better than the other in my opinion. no nobody said vastly drive lee is 15 minutes of gym it's like not even not well even it was only like eight last night well yeah so but i'm saying like when it's really good in any case yeah. this drive lee is really really good when ryan and i were talking about it this morning i was calling it drive one and a half because yeah. it, like it, it actually doesn't sound like a lee it sounds like a subdued jam inside yeah. of jive two uh which is pretty interesting and then the really cool part is it sounds so much different than in any typical jive lee mm. but it's mostly type one it stays like right in the box there i mean it, it kind of travels around it and pushes then, at it though yeah and you know like garrett said the synth stuff in this was really really cool like mm. it was just like straight out of the 80s it just sounded like prince i like totally agree yeah, and you're, that's a really good point about how like they you know barely played the Jive Lee opening right like they they went right into the jam there, uh, which reminds me of like Asheville 2022, very very similar. Rick like less than last night's so, like barely even plays Jive Lee, and then they're just in this like dark improv space. I'm actually gonna go listen to that version again later because I it, it's really good. That's a that's a good lead. We don't talk about that one much, but 4:29:22. Yeah, but when it happened, we talked about it a ton. We're like, this Lee is sick, and then it didn't end up on playlists, and then we never talked about it again. It's a good I mean, it was on really my good. playlist for a while, and I distinctly remember uh, a certain old man uh, scoffing at it. Yeah, well, it got overshadowed by the um, the uh, the one that you went to. The Art Park, Lee. Art Park, yeah, right. That exactly. one also didn't make the list. Um, yeah, but... but that one was better. Yeah. In any yeah. case. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> Asheville. Um, so yeah, really, really, really cool, Lee. And again, yeah, I, I love the different combinations of layered keyboard tones on the Nord that Peter's been using lately. Not just the okay, Neil. That was from I'm like leaving it up for the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me pull out the visual. Oh aid. <laughs> my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's really cool how he's not just doing that. You know, the piano and marimba layering uh on the nord now you know you've also got this he's been using it a lot in the last few shows this wurlitzer and synth layer uh here and i, I feel like jive lee is a really good playground for him to just kind of experiment with tones uh and stuff like that so it was really cool to hear um yeah. it's really cool to hear that happen all right it'll be cool if, if we uh continue to see jive lee taking different directions as a way to keep it fresh uh mm -hmm. as you were saying before I, I think it'll be cool if we just continue to see Jive Lee because they barely ever played the dang song anymore. Listen, it seems to be coming back into regular rotation. You know, this is the second one of the tour uh, already. Yeah. So, you know, like that's that's good. You know, we've had some long, long gaps lately. Um, you know, only six versions this year, um, which is very, very low for Jive Lee uh, at this point in the year. You know, for example, in 2022... Um, there were nine versions played uh, at this point in the year already, and they had already started taking huge gaps about it. So really happy to see this coming back into rotation. And yes, Neil, I agree. I hope we just see it continue to expand. Wrap up the first set here, uh, Old Man's Boat and Earthling or Alien. Garrett, please take it away. Yeah, Old Man's Boat was, was I mean, the song part is pretty standard. And then the, the jam, um, I don't think the jam went any place crazy, but it, it's still a great groove and, and cool to dance to and, and see the lights and everything while, while you're there. Um, I believe Getty was also controlling the, the um, top during this time as well. So it was, it was nice to, to look around a bit 
Mm-hmm. And then um, the Earthling or Alien, um, looking at the time, and it, it felt like the the set closer. Um, and yeah, it, it didn't go anywhere. Uh, it, it, it was a standard Earthling or Alien. It was great. It, it didn't get massive like like some of the other ones over the last year or so, but but it was really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little more. It was a little more improvisational than some of them. You know, it was like what, like 17, 18 minutes almost. Yeah. So it, it, it's cool to see it, you know, being a jam vehicle like that again. Um, and it, it felt like for a brief moment during boat that like maybe like Peter was trying to push, you know, it, it outside the box a little bit. Um, but it felt like Rick was very, you know, like, you know, he was he wanted to keep that contained and it didn't really last more than a, a hint for a few seconds. Shout out Shawnee Mac, who's tuning in from an airplane. Uh, very impressive. Uh, I want to know what airline you're flying that has Wi-Fi good enough to to stream this. Um, but thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. It, what, it, Neil. What What do you got on these? Uh, not much. There isn't much to really say about either of these, right? Old man's boat is old man's boat. It's you know you you kind of have to work your way through the song and then you get the cool jam. Doesn't really ever do anything extraordinary. So. Yeah, kind of ho-hum there. And then you get an Earthling or Alien, not on par with recent versions. And also just generally a weird song to close a first set with. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I don't know if I love that as a first set closer. But um, yeah, it was decent. Well, it I listened to it this morning. And uh, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing remarkable to say about it. It's just in Earthling or Alien, that was jammed. Mm-hmm. And this well, is what's kind of thematic of this show, actually. But, yeah, uh, your, your point about it being a weird set closer, like I don't think Getty thought they were closing the set too because he didn't, you know, he didn't turn the lights back on after they ended the song. And Peter was like, it's dark, but we're going to take a short break. And then he turned them on. So it felt like uh, in between songs, like he was waiting for Rick or whoever to start the next song. Because uh, I think it was, hmm. it was well, SOS on the set list. No, it was, Pancakes was supposed to close set one. Got it. And um, after Earthling or Alien ended, Rick was actually tuning his guitar um, and it was dark on the stage. Um, so I think they looked at the clock and was like, if we're going to get a set break again, it, it, we have to stop now. Right. Fair enough. Makes sense. Yeah, it was, it was a 65 minute set. Well, we talked, I mean, we talked about set length yesterday, uh, you know, talking about how there, there have been some long ones in the last couple of shows. Um, and I think you then see, you know, you stick them on a stage where, you know, there's we're back to the, you know, the early showtime, early curfew that we see sometimes um, and, you know, kind of puts them in that box, um, you know. And so, they you know, they have to make a decision there where I'm sure they wanted to play a 15, 20 minute pancakes right there, um, but they, they couldn't, you know. Well, I, I can't think of any other way this band could get more time to, to play a longer set. So... <laughs> 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 start time start time is pretty good last night you know you got yeah, us all excited because it was like what like 10 15 minutes after showtime getty was at the boards and then he stood there for like another 10 15 minutes before they yeah. went he's been doing that uh, well he probably was fiddling around with that that right box, with the right? with the roof was he's loomis there too or was it just getty um no they were both there just both waiting there. around just, just waiting yeah just hanging out <laughs> so we yeah. we know who it is <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, set break. What was the vibe like at set break uh, in Spokane last night, Garrett? Uh, it was cool. Just 
got to got to hang with Chop for a bit and, and just chat. And we talked about the first set and, and Montana. Um, there's a there's a nice contingent of people from uh, in, in the community coming to Europe. So a lot of us were, were chatting about the, the upcoming uh, tour and shows that we're all going to and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was a short set break. Uh, yeah, relatively. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, Getty was back at the boards early. Um, and there was a bit of a waiting around, but yeah, it wasn't, uh, condolences well, it wasn't for too long. That's good. That for, yeah. I, I think he's talking about talking to chop anyway. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. There we go. No, it was, um, it yes. Was, it was a good time. I, it, the short set break thing that they've been doing uh, for these early curfew shows lately has been amazing. Uh, huge shout out to Sam King uh, for keeping them on the clock here. You know, uh, imagine if they had done short set breaks at Westville, either of the times that they played at Westville. You know, those those shows are so short because, you know, 40 minutes after ticket time and a 45 minute set break, uh, you know, with the early curfew. So we appreciate uh, that the band is making an effort to, uh, you know, have a shorter set break uh, and give us a little bit more time. But let, let's dive into second set here. Uh, let's start off pancakes born inside out. Garrett, go ahead. Yeah. Um, pancakes, uh, the intro started before the collapse and I was a little confused because it, I like, there was like that droning, like weird sound. And I thought like, I was like, they already played animal. They already played batch. Uh, and, right. and, um, didn't even consider pancakes, but then that Peter's arms went up and, uh, and everyone knew what was coming. Yep. Uh, it was a good pancakes. Uh, I don't think it got crazy. I think 2022 was the year of the pancakes. Uh, 2023 pancakes have been pretty, uh, like there's been good jams out of them, but nothing that, that has really stood out like, uh, like Brooklyn, uh, bowl Nashville or anything from oh, last yeah. year. Or, so, I mean, yeah. I was looking at, I was looking at, you know, pancakes the other day and of, you know, the first like six months of the song's existence, basically, or like winter 2022 pancakes, for example, um, you know, of the first like five versions of the song, like four of them are jam charted and like really good, you know, like it's, yeah. it, it, it went on such a tear from its debut. And then, yeah, this year it's been pretty contained outside of versions like Warfield or Salt Shed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and born. It's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, born, uh, started off Peter's back on slide. Um, there was, there was uh, a mistaken note or two there, but that's, that is all good. Slide guitar is really, really hard to play. Um, mm -hmm. so the fact that he nails it most of the time is, is pretty impressive. Um, the jam, I was hoping it was gonna be. You, I, yeah. know, I saw you tweeted like it's gonna be big boy born is back. I think it was kind of like medium, medium born. Um, it was a nothing, it was a little boy born, yeah. Anyway, it, uh, yeah, I, I was <laughs> hunger, hunger side there, but yeah, it, it was it was cool. But then uh, they went into inside out. Um, I heard that at my first show back at Swanee 2021 um and haven't heard it since so it was it was nice to to yeah. get that again one of their one of their uh best uh one of their best covers 100 percent um yeah uh you know pancakes yeah it was it was a contained jam and yeah somebody 
Matthew Ross here in the chat said pancakes was a rare Rick rip cord. Uh, yeah, it did seem like Rick, you know, didn't want to go adventurous uh, on pancakes. You know, he was, he was very firmly staying within pancakes there, which is fine. Like it was a nice energetic version. Yeah. When they started born, I was like, okay, like they're doing the, like, we're going to open the set with an energetic tune and then go big on song number two, which would have been awesome. Um, alas alas <laughs> uh you know this is two borns in a row with no jam and especially after some of the jams that were played earlier this year uh you know like philly even uh eugene louisville like you know it's it's kind of sad to see two borns in a row with no jam whatsoever you know i i get the last one like used as the like the prelude to hunger site like on the album that's like a that's a cool it's a cool move um here i felt like it was you know, Garrett, you said before we went live, like there are lots of jam vehicles in the set, but they weren't really utilized um, as as well as they as well as they could be. No, um, yeah, I'll, like Born, I was lucky to have been at the the Dylan Born last year. They're not all going to be the the Dylan Born. No, man, uh, I was at Eugene, which was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, Neil? I've, right, Neil? You I've never seen crazy. a good born, guys, but thanks uh, for <laughs> singling me out. <laughs> oh, um, can I just express my frustration with this song? I, yes. I swear to God, you just don't know what you're going to get since it debuted. Right. It's just like there's synth build born. There is like fast born. There is slow born. There is born with absolutely no jam at all. There's crazy, like super jam. 27 minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> And like it's just like what the fuck, guy? Like just pick something and go with it. Like you can't take <laughs> it anymore. Especially like That's after these, though. like you know, you you have Louisville, right? Which is which I know I just pronounce incorrectly, but I don't care. <laughs> um, so does anyone really know how to pronounce it? Uh, people from Louisville, I guess, right? Um, but yeah, so you have Louisville born. That gets your hopes up. You're like, yes, like born is going to be awesome again. Yeah, it's not. Like it's just back to being like we don't know what the hell Bourne's gonna do, and it's just, right. Well, it was last know. fall, you know. We we had and and it made sense. Like there were there were a number of Bourne's last fall where they went born hunger site or just born with no jam, which made sense at the time because they you know they were really touring the the drip field material, and last fall was kind of like a you know expanding their audience kind of tour instead of a you know satisfying fans like us who are needy and need big jams. <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, again, yeah, after the first half of the year this song had, you know, we had the weird fast versions. But oh, I, I didn't even mention the Madison version, which is also amazing. Like, that, you know, there have been some spectacular borns this year. Um, but, yeah, you know, and, and Neil, you said, that you, you said you haven't seen a good born, but you were in person for one of the three synth build borns. Was I? Mohegan. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's interesting. That'll I, be 10 years from now. That's going to be a very big deal. Like, yes, I, guess I so. saw a synth build born. I guess so. Because 10 mean, years I, from now, we will still be complaining that they haven't. I guess my synth. point is um, there are yeah. many different ways to play born uh, that are very good. Uh, and then there's last. Right. <laughs> Which is disappointing. Like, they're, they got all these different ways to play this song and it kicks ass. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But in any case. I yeah. digress. Yes. I'm not trying to be hypercritical, but hey, damn. inside out. You know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna cut born off at the knees, like throw an inside out in there. You know, I, I know, you know, you must yeah. have been feeling some very mixed emotions there, Neil, you know, because like as as the number one spoon fan, um, yes. you know, like you, you lost the born jam, but 
you got yeah. spoon. I mean, then you get spoon. Uh, which is incredible. You know, it's funny, actually, two of my favorite goose covers are by like bands that I firmly place in the category of indie rock bands. I don't really like that much. Uh, well, this so, isn't one of them. So. This is Spoon. There's Spoon, which I oh, but you love Spoon. I don't particularly love Spoon. He's and I like. I know that makes me sound crazy. Like I, I said that to Brinkman, like at one point, like a couple of months ago, and it's like Ed nearly the daily exploded. Brinkman name drop. Thank you. Uh, there name. it is. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, Father John Misty. Not my favorite, but absolutely love their covers of Father John Misty songs. The two that I've heard. So. Mm -hmm. In any case, I I'm, so I'm, no, it's cool. Disheartened to hear that you've lost touch with your love of Spoon. You know, hopefully, hopefully that. Uh, I'm, you know what it is. All I right. used to listen to a lot of a radio station back in the day called KEXP. It's like based out of Seattle, and <laughs> they had a DJ when they played any Spoon song, she would play two in a row. That eventually it was just like, God dang it, I'm just sick of Spoon. Um, and I don't know. This, in is any a, case. this is a question here, but does Goose play it better than Spoon? Uh, no. In my opinion, having seen Spoon play it live. And not having seen Goose play it live, um, I like Goose personally. Well, I mean, yeah, they're a studio band. I can't imagine live performances are incredible. They're also a lot fun. older now than when hey, they, and, they wrote. And uh, shout out to the the Salt Shed Inside Out. Uh, this is a good time to remind people that they should go listen to that because it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's continue. I think this we're just like here. going through the show and being like, "Go listen to this other version." Of well, this. I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> next up, we have an absolutely incredible, incredible segue uh, out of Inside Out into Creatures, uh, and that's followed by first Your Ocean uh, since the Warfield. So uh, nice little gap on that one. We don't need to say what number it was, uh, but nice to see that one come back. Uh, Garrett, what was your thoughts on uh, Creatures in Your Ocean? Yeah, um, as you said, that transition from Inside Out to Creatures was was pretty nasty, um, and it was a very fast intro to Creatures, um, yeah. which which was pretty cool, um, which which made the delay a, a lot cooler uh, with what Peter was playing there. Um, and then the the Creatures it built and built and built. Uh, it didn't go bliss like the like the Legend Valley twenty two Creatures or anything like that, but. It just stayed like dance party, which that set kind of needed after a, a, a chill born and a, and a chill uh, inside out. Mm -hmm. um, and then your ocean was not on the set. It was uh, added uh, last minute. Um, it wasn't even on the revised second set. Um, and it replaced uh, this old sea, which great song would not have been great there. Correct. Especially with, you know, especially with all the jam vehicles not being utilized the way that this old sea has been this year. I don't think we could have taken another heartbreak like that uh, at this point in the set. Um, you know, other songs about bodies of water, um, you know, but uh, speaking of uh, creatures and your ocean being paired together, uh, everyone should go check out five, four, 21. Um, but your ocean, uh, you know, as we were, as, as you know, we were talking about recommendations of other jams. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy the chat is <laughs> yeah oh b okay anyway um your ocean is uh probably my favorite landing pad uh in the goose catalog i love i love when they throw this one after a big jam in the second set obviously last night was not after a big jam but it, i just i absolutely adore this song um it, it's it's amazing you know again you, you get that vintage vibe uh effect in there um you know which again it's been sounding so good 
um, and you know the harmonies and just the way the song is, I I I love your ocean. And so when it goes, you know, this long without being played, you know, that's it's kind of a tragedy. Uh, and I I, I think it, it should be in a little bit more regular rotation uh, because it's an unbelievable song. Neil, you got thoughts on these? Um, yeah, no, not really. I mean, so Preachers was uh. I put that in the category of songs I thought for sure they were going to be playing today, not yesterday. Um, yeah. Like, I, I mean, when I was looking at what they had lined up, I was like, oh, absolutely not on Creatures. Like, they're totally playing it at the festival. And I was wrong because I think they have two hours today, right? Is that correct? Yeah, two hours. So, you know, and you look at that lineup, it's all like these EDM folks. And I feel like they have like a basket full of songs that they like to play at EDM y kind of things. And, you know, this is one of them. So they could zero show gap it and and play it again today. So Garrett, they, I will I will remove I'm you from glad the that you brought that up. I was getting there, and uh, <laughs> it would be a zero show gap today if they were to play preachers because they didn't play any shows between Spokane and the festival. Ryan is making visual aids, which is wonderful. Um, <laughs> but in any case, uh, yes, just just weird weird. What does it say? Spokane Fest one. Yeah. yeah. One what? One show gap. Oh, one day. Man. How did we end up doing this again? Uh, that's, that's it's a- Garrett's fault. <laughs> Garrett, you know what? Um, okay. All right. All right. Enough of the, enough of this. Enough of this. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. See? See? Uh, this is amazing. This, this is wheels have completely come off the wagon at this point. Um, yeah. So your ocean in this set. I don't know. It's your ocean is a great song. It always gets played in the second set. Traditionally played after epic jams, right? In this Five case, twenty one, for example, not so much, right? And when it does get played without epic jams, it can be a little bit too slow for a second set, in my opinion. I think that was the case here. Interesting. Uh, I, I think energy wise, the slow song worked. Um, I, I think you know, it, it, I. I you know, I use the term like you got to earn the breather. You got to earn the landing pad. Um, I don't think they fully earned it last night, but the right. energy. That's what I'm of, saying. Yeah, no, but the, but the energy of the creatures jam was high enough that your ocean didn't feel like, you know, too low energy. Um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Anyway, uh, moving NBA. on to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. And, and being there like creatures was fe- like. I listened to it again this morning and like being there, it felt even more intense than it even sounds on, on audio. So like your ocean felt appropriate there. I know the day before uh, you all were talking about landing pads, not always being needed, but it, it felt yep. right yesterday. Awesome. I'm glad. And I'm glad you didn't get a, a pulled over again while listening to this speedy creatures. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> um, you, so you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then we move on uh, to the end of the second set here. I think we all kind of saw this coming. This was, you know, easiest eight pointer of the tour, uh, in my opinion, right here. Um, as they say, as as they say, uh, we have Empress uh, with uh, a nice Trevor Reed's poetry in the middle. Uh, this one uh, was the, the Spokane word, original Trevor Weeks poetry, an amalgamation. So, Incredible. you know, it, it's, it's an it amalgamation. Uh, what? Have you transcribed it yet? 
Uh, I have not, uh, but we did have a, a, a nice line tweeted uh, by our good friend uh, Jeb. Uh, feels like I'm in a trash compactor on the Death Star. Professor Weeks, DDS. Um, and if, if anybody's out there on Twitter, uh, I highly recommend clicking on the replies to that tweet and looking at the, the Vickers edit um, of Trevor in the trash compactor on the Death Star. <laughs> I have not yet seen that. I, I will it's, do that immediately after this. It's It's... <laughs> It's really good. Uh, anyway, Garrett, what was your thoughts uh, on the the poetry Empress? Yeah, um, Empress, like, started off, people were really digging it, really into it. Um, it's one of my most seen songs, but it's one of those songs that I could see, like, at every show and, and, and be okay with it. Um, mm. And then it, it slowed down. I When Trevor didn't start taking his solo right away, I knew, I was wondering if we, it was going to go into, like, some weird cover transition um but then i uh jeff had the nice uh, hey mom um which which then triggered some some, oh. some bands yes yeah. that was that was really good before before the chorus where you know we, we've seen times before where rick has kind of like fucked with peter while he's waiting with his hands up uh, oh yeah clap you know some false starts and so last night you know they just <laughs> there was just some lovely lovely banter definitely everyone should go listen to it um, you know, Rick asked, asked if anyone had questions for Trevor. Um, yeah, I, I forgot about that. That was, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then, and then, yeah, what was really cool is after Trevor did the poetry, um, there was a really nice spacey, like, <laughs> nice. Oh my Vickers God. is the show Ohio of Madison Huvon. Sorry to interrupt you there, Garrett. Uh, Matthew Ross, you win chat MVP of the day uh, for that comment. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry to derail uh, your train so, of thought there. No, we're good. So yeah, after Trevor uh, finished his poetry, um, getting back into Empress was pretty cool. There was a really nice, it reminded me of like the Grateful Dead space um mm. type type spacey stuff they were doing um and then and then it picked up um i i felt like they they started looking at the clock a little bit more because of the how quickly they ended certain segments of, of the jamming um mm. especially the the last little segment right before yeah. the clapping um that that was pretty short um yeah not not a crazy version but the the poetry was uh was nice um only one I've missed right now is Athens, so I need to, and and then the virtual one, so I need to to, to keep going to the poetry shows. Yeah, that that's that's a pretty good stat. Uh, I I love that, but yeah, it, you're right. It did feel it did feel like uh, truncated Empress a little bit. Uh, yeah, and especially that ending segment. You know, we they've been known to stretch that out for a really long time sometimes. Um, and yeah, last night it was only like one or two times through. Um, and then you know wrapped it up, uh, but yeah, that, nothing, nothing crazy in the jam here. The real star is the banter and the poetry. Yep. Neil, you got anything? Um, so is this the the part where we recommend that people go listen to the Perry Empress? I was <laughs> I was thinking about the Perry Empress. Yeah. Uh, also, the jam uh, with the greatest clav tweet of all time. Uh, just, it, just that is case. the greatest clav tweet of all time. Yeah. Uh, not much to add here. Uh, you know, cool poetry again, which is awesome. I love that it just keeps happening. You know. Yeah. And then this time it's it's original. This is an original work, correct? I this is a this is the first time Trevor has done original poetry, I believe. It's not true. That is not true. 
we have not marked it on a set list as such, but the uh, Butter's wife, Natty. Okay, that's that's not Butter's wife poetry, is though. absolutely poetry. I like what is it if it is not poetry? It's it's not. I I okay. It has been discussed with Trevor himself, and it is not poetry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mister Gatekeeper. Am I the only one who gives a fuck about the rules? That is the question. <laughs> what are the rules, Neil? But yes, but Butter's uh, wife is. Uh, it's a work of art. If you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to the Warfield Thatch. Um, Warfield Thatch, Butter's Wife, Illuminati. So good. Comes in a can. Anyway. Comes in a can. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is the first time Trevor Reads Poetry has been an original composition, uh, an amalgamation, if you will, as we've mentioned. Um, and so, you know, hopefully we continue to see that, you know, as, as, as nice it is, as nice as it is when he reads something like Fuck the Pain Away, um, there, there's something really cool about you know, him putting himself out there with some original poetry. Uh, and again, feels like I'm in a, you know, the garbage disposal on the Death Star. Like, that, that, that's beautiful. It's, it's truly, I mean, truly moving. It, it, it has a lot of meaning, right? You can feel that in your bones. You can connect. This is a poetry podcast now. We will, yeah. be, we will, be, we will be assigning work. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about um, some more Trevor Weeks pros anyway uh we got uh the conga line encore here garrett was there any conga lining during this rum uh there were there was not um i feel like the community is really slacking here uh you know i I think i think we're gonna need to next time i'm in attendance for a a rum i think that there's a conga line that needs to happen well maybe 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 in europe the conga line oh absolutely he will he's dying for that absolutely dying for it so we'll go right into the aisle yeah you'll see him say i'm going and he's he'll jump on the stage uh, and lead a conga line you know that's just that that's the kind of person jive goose is it really is he loves he loves butter rum well maybe uh maybe uh with the rumored in sync reunion uh butter rum will transfer from the joey fatone disney uh <laughs> eats set to to the instinct stage so that would be that would be something uh, that would really <laughs> That would really be something. It would yeah. be something. Yeah. Yeah, All you communities know, have nothing quick, to say about that. So yeah. yeah. Quick quick encore here. You know, nothing crazy to speak of. Um, you know, I think I think we're gonna get at least one other massive butter rum uh before the end of the year, just based on the way the song has been going. Um but you know it, it fit. Gave me gave me another point. So yeah, original encore uh, was SOS, but you need like fifteen. Yeah, they didn't have time for that. <laughs> Very they strict time. Yeah, SOS with no dawn for the encore. You know, like. Or they anyway. could have just done the trifecta, the trifecta and and audible to two. I don't know like if they, they had enough time it. for two though. Did they? Maybe. You need you need a good twelve or fourteen minutes, minutes for two. You need a good 12 to 14 for a proper drive, too. Yeah. Uh, I think I think in 10 it could have worked. Yeah. All right. But, well, uh, when but, do we get the, the travel Meg suite? Um, who Rocks. knows? Probably Red Rocks, <laughs> if we're going to get if it. If it's not all. coming at Red Rocks, I don't know what is. I mean, it's just like... Maybe Goose. If it comes before that, I'd be shocked. Um, Flagstaff, baby. <laughs> Maybe actually it's a sick place to play it. If you've ever been to the Flagstaff, like it's true. Actually evokes feelings of that song, so or those songs. 
So that's I feel like uh, yeah, I feel like Red Rocks gets the factory fiction this year because they got the Elmeg last year. Listen, hopefully it gets a drip field. Get the <laughs> goddamn drip field for crying out loud! Like, I mean, for Jive Goose. For, I mean, just in general, they have to play that song there. It's, <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe the fifty-minute set at Ohana will just be Travelers Elmeg. You know, maybe, maybe they'll they'll gift that crowd <laughs> with the sweet. Wouldn't that be something? That's when uh, the, they, they'll do Travelers Elmeg and uh, a couple new song debuts that we haven't heard yet. So you know that. That's what 50-minute festival sets are for. Sure. Speaking of festival sets, uh, they are playing at Cascade Equinox Festival in Redmond, Oregon tonight. Um, we will be back tomorrow to recap it. I'm not expecting uh, a stream or any sort of thing. Uh, that is to say, I will be going to bed um, before the set starts because it is 9.30 to 11.30 Pacific time. Uh, and without a stream, um, I, I, you know, I'm staying up until 3 in the morning the next two nights for the Fox shows. Uh, so I'm going to give myself another night, uh, of, of sleep, uh, which I think is reasonable. And, you know, so just in case anyone's wondering why there's no setless thread on Twitter tonight, uh, that is why. I mean, yeah. I mean, do we even know anyone who is going to this thing? We I do actually, no one. uh, oh. cam, uh, cam heard oh, cam's going, huh? Yeah. Cam is at the festival, uh, and provided his travel time works out tomorrow. He will be on the pod tomorrow. Um, oh. so, well, that's exciting. Yes, um, that's some exciting stuff. So, and and they, they, you know, they have a two-hour set, which you know, as we saw at Borderland last week, uh, you know, that can lead to something happening. Um, yes, you know, true. LPGOB is also at this festival, um, so you know, maybe something happens. Whether you know, like, not that she'd sit in, but like, may, maybe they play her "All I Need." Who knows? Uh, if you don't see that one coming, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it was <laughs> all lined a... up for that to be played at this show, too. Not on my picks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, really? Yeah. Speaking of picks, uh, shout out to Madison Huvan on his first ever Golden Goose last night. It was a three-way tie, uh, but he was one of them, and we're very proud of him. <laughs> uh, Vickers is the show high of Madison Huvan. Yeah, that's um, that's that's what we've learned uh, from today's podcast. Forty-five minutes of discussion about a goose show, and that is our takeaway. That's today. the big takeaway, and a, a list of recommendations of, of versions you should go check. Out. <laughs> Better than last night. <laughs> oh man, wonderful! All right, well, Garrett, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you back on the pod. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, cool. Yeah, and we'll see you Thanks, again Garrett. soon. Everybody, we will see you tomorrow afternoon because regardless of uh, whether Cam is able to join us, uh, hopefully if – oh, he's gone. Uh, hopefully uh, if if Peter continues this trend of uh, – which I assume he will – of uploading our borfs uh, like an hour or two after the show ends, we will have a nice two-hour festival set to listen to in the morning, which a few better ways to spend a Monday morning, uh, let's say. Well, I, I don't know about the, the counting, but I, I agree that Garrett should be on more. He just hasn't yep. been going to shows, you know. So we'll see. Wait, we'll see what happens in Europe. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens out there. But anyway, that that's all for today's day after show. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, happy Kol Nidre uh, to anybody celebrating tonight. Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. 
This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.